0: using artificial intelligence and perseverance to combat human trafficking. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Brandon Words, founder and CEO of Recognit. Welcome, Brandon.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So what does Recognit do, and what prompted you to start the company?
1: Um, So we're an artificial intelligence company. And I got started in the AI space almost 25 years ago my first ai my first ai company was in high school um and i'm 40 so (laughs) um but we've been using i've been using the same technology for that entire time and it's just developed and gotten better as it were Um, and so really it wasn't that i wanted to start the company as much as the company's kind of just always existed And I've just been finding new uses for it and applying that to to business models. You know, sometimes it's games, sometimes it's cars, sometimes it's language stuff, sometimes it's politics, and sometimes it's computer vision. And so it's just kind of always existed. I've never known how to not be doing it.
0: Tell us about Loki and the role it plays within your company.
1: Um, So Loki is the name of the... AI that I have. Um, and it kind of picked its own name. We joke a little bit about this. But so um, the, it was just called LocalBot. You know, it was just, so L-O for LocalBot. And then there was a version that ran in the cloud that didn't have as many capabilities that was called the lobotomized bot because it didn't have all of the capabilities. And so it became lobby. Um, and then, one day when we were doing some stuff um the system looks for facts that it can't figure out whether or not they're real or um that don't quite make sense but are cited as though they're very real and it came across loki the you know the god of mischief and had generated a huge amount of code about this you know loki and what the rules were and whether or not it was real because you know cited as a you know myth as fact as opposed to as fiction and it's like no this this can't exist this breaks all of my rules and that kind of solidified it as that was going to be the name of the the AI
0: so a personal mission of yours is to end human trafficking and you've been very successful doing that you you say it's it's not though it's not about the technology uh, that makes you successful but it's it's something more. So take a moment to explain how Loki helps you accomplish your mission at scale.
1: So um, there's a lot of things that would be very easy for a human to do if they could see everything at once, which we generally can't do. Um, You know, when you go online, I'm not, not you, when someone goes online, um, lots of times they use a handle and that handle is fairly unique or a derivation of something that's unique to them. And they post an ad about a garage sale or an ad about something else that gets forgotten about for five plus years. But there's an association with that address that they used or the phone number that they used. And so then when they do something nefarious under that same handle seven years later in a different forum, most people would never have noticed or even know how to look for it. Um, We have a complete copy of the English internet, Uh, all the text, not pictures and things like that, Um, multiple petabytes of data. And Loki can go through and say, I found this thing that looks suspicious, Um, an ad for uh, uh, 2002 Prius that didn't exist, extra large headlights, uh, great for recreation, great for domestic, um, and then weird other Features and that isn't an ad for a car. It's an ad for a person. Some you know they're they're signaling that you know this is a person who has large breasts and was born in 2002 and is for sale for some amount of money. And that ad gets flagged in our system as you you couldn't be selling that thing. You know that car doesn't exist, and therefore this must be something for else. And then the system can go through and say, well. What other things has this person run an ad for? And you know, sometimes that is a sketchy massage therapy business, sometimes that is, you know, other cars that didn't exist. Um, it can be just about anything. And Loki can pull all of that stuff together and say, here's this nice packaged set of things that says, not only is this sketchy, but this person has done other sketchy things and we can track them down. Now we then pass that off to law enforcement and they make the decision about whether they're going to do anything with that information. But, you know, nothing that the system does a person couldn't do. It's just that it'd take a person a very long time to track down all of those things. You know, you could look for the particular handle that posted the ad in search, and you'd find, you know, thousands of posts across forums and things like that, and you could go and read all of them. But you'd have to go through and read all of them. And for the most part, people don't do those kinds of things?
0: These types of clues, maybe hidden in ads and that sort of thing. The software also works uh, for farm labor and other black market activities, right? Yeah. So
1: um, a lot of the times you see things that are just um, so original. The original purpose of the software is to track down fake apartment ads, things where uh, people are running a scam where they basically want to either correct- collect your credit information or the or the the fee for running your application and we look for things where the apartment was just too good of a deal or had come up too often and those kind of things the farm labor stuff works a lot the same way of you see something where somebody advertises that they can pick your you know four acres of strawberries for you know a fourth the price that they ought to be able to or um, you see ads that say that um, They offer anything from roofing services to whatever at at rates that are just too low to be real, especially for that particular area. Um, And then we can also tie those to again, same kind of things with phone numbers where um, we see ads in Mexico that are for short term loans. And what's happening is they're basically creating indentured servants where you say, oh, we loan this person $1,000 and they can never work it off. And so, they say, oh, you know, come over here, work off your, work off your loan on our, you know, strawberry picking, roofing, whatever, and you can pay it off. And it's set up so that you never, you never would, you know, they charge you rent, they charge you food, they charge you all these other things. And so maybe you're paying your off your loan at a rate of you know, $2 a month forever. You know, and that's not real because you're not going to live long enough to pay off your thousand dollars
0: you also offer an api to classified and dating sites to help moderate suspicious ads before they appear on sites talk about that a little bit
1: yeah so um we worked very hard to get sesta fosta passed and sesta fosta is a law that says that if you're in the classified ads business and you are running ads that result in human trafficking or certain other illegal activities that you can be liable especially if you had reason to know and this was part of what took down backpage.com um, so lots of sites end up running ads and you know dating ads can say things, things that aren't exactly legal you know i'm <laughs> i'm looking for somebody to pay my rent and date you know th- those kinds of things and different sites have different rules and some of them are willing to allow you to have sugar daddy type relationships and some of them aren't we provide an API that allows you to say no you're not going to allow you know, sugar daddy stuff or you're going to you know we don't we don't make the content call we flag the stuff and say this is this is what's going on in it so if somebody says hey we're okay with sugar daddies but we're not okay with um, with drugs they can flag those those ads or you know we're okay with relationships that say mentoring but don't actually mention cash those kinds of things so they can set to their particular content policy. I'd love to be able to say that, you know, we were just going to plain block everybody who's going to do any kind of sex for money things or anything that was illegal, but we provide the tools so that they can at least be better than they were. You know, it's, it's not my job to say, we're going to fix the world. And if, if I set those rules, nobody would use the APIs and we wouldn't move the world forward. So it's, it's a balance of trying to figure out we can flag these things and then they can let their moderators decide what content they will and won't allow.
0: Some organizations use chatbots to help disrupt trafficking demand. How does that process work?
1: So the idea is supposed to be that if you're wasting people's time by having them chat with bots, that they won't be going after actual people. Um, or that by, Baiting people into the conversations that you'll be able to identify people and flag them, so that if they do something later, you can say, "Hey, we know that they've done those things." Um, I'm kind of anti this. Um, the main thing is that when you're using a chatbot to interact with somebody, you know, if you're pretending, if your chatbot's pretending to be a 14-year-old girl, you're creating demand. You know, you you are filling somebody's need to chat with a 14-year-old girl. And it, I hate to say that you know, the person who engages in that wouldn't have engaged in that because I don't, you know, it's not exactly entrapment because they probably would have engaged in it had they had the opportunity, but I feel like people escalate. The first time that they do something, they don't do it all the way. You know, you work up to, I'm going to go buy a 14-year-old. It's not the first first time you interact with a 14-year-old online that you're like, you know, I really ought to go buy a 14-year-old to have sex with. You you have steps along the way. And the chatbot could be the first step to putting somebody on or move that process up three to six months. And so they might eventually get there, but they might get caught before they got there if they hadn't had that first interaction. And the success rates are not high enough that we're like, over having 10,000 arrests a year because of these chatbots. They're having like 20 or 30. And to me, the, the gains aren't worth the negatives.
0: So Brandon, what kind of success are we seeing? I mean, and, and what do we need to do to continue to move this forward? Are, are, is law enforcement utilizing the tools that, that you offer? or uh, are, are government officials, are they aware that these, these are things that they can use? Are they utilizing them?
1: Um, things are getting a lot better so three years ago total arrests of all things related to human trafficking in the US were under a thousand arrests um this year it will be over five thousand so that's a huge increase and that's not because trafficking got worse over that three-year period it's because law enforcement's doing something about it um there has been a lot of what I do that is convincing people in small towns that this really happens um i I have conversations all the time, people are like no that do, that doesn 't happen in our community or you know even to the point that people are like, "Oh no, that only happens to pick a race, we don 't have any of those people in our in our town um and so there's a lot of it that's been education and getting people using those you know just being willing to to prosecute or look into things, um, and taking down Backpage made a big difference in that. People started to realize that this was so prevalent that there were actual just classified ads for it. And getting people over that first hump has gone a long way in being able to have me show somebody that you know their local newspaper has some of those same ads. People are like, oh no, you know, there's, you know how would they even find those things? I'm like, look. Here it is, next to the garage sale, here's here's a trafficking ad. And it's like, not even hardly disguised. It's like, you know, would you like to find love with a younger woman? And like, like, how (laughs) young? Like, oh, you know, like, you go through. Um, We worked to break up a child bride service that was uh, operating basically out of a church. And they were taking out quarter page ads in the local newspaper on a regular basis that talked about the advantages of joining their church because they were going to help you pair with young, innocent, virginal, you know, all of these words that clearly meant child bride. And none of law enforcement, nobody in the community had particularly even noticed, You 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 gloss over it It's you know. Oh, it's an ad for a church yeah i'm not gonna look at it you know why would i you know why would i think that was suspicious and if it doesn't interest me you know i'm blind to it and so you know that went on for years and <laughs> and you know nobody noticed because they just didn't notice
0: Brandon, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. I know that we have a lot further to go. If somebody wants to find out more about the work that you're doing and uh, maybe they want to connect with you personally, how can they do that?
1: Um, The easiest way is to go out to the recognit.com website. Um, I have set up a not-for-profit that is in disarray because I've got so many other things going on that setting up the the website for the not-for-profit hasn't been a a priority. But um, if you want to help, reach out to recognite.com Um, There's a contact page and it's very easy to get a hold of. me.
0: Thanks again, Brandon Wirtz, founder and CEO of Recognit. And if you guys wanna find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.